You're listening to Grocery Journal. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Grocery Street <laughs> Journal. We are here today in the Bougie Lounge, so big shout out to Mr. Bougie Bong himself uh, for holding space for us here today. We appreciate it. You. Joined uh, with one of my favorite people, Tom Different. Uh, I think you all know who he is. Um, and our highly esteemed guest today is Mark, Mark Leafyhill. Uh, is how you'll find him on Instagram. And Mark runs the Vancouver Island Home Growers Guild. Uh, thank you very much for being here today, Mark. Oh, thanks. It's a pleasure t- to be here with you and to have me on. Also, thanks for the intro, Francis, and very big thanks for letting me wear my lederhosen and my Bavarian outfit today to bring a little bit of German culture into the show and a little bit of cannabis uh, home to all the Bavarians who are maybe watching or listening in today. Uh, But yeah, I'm very excited to have Mark on the podcast today. Uh, I actually met Mark because I visited the very first event of the Vancouver Island Home Growers Guild, (laughs) and I was like, wow, this is such an amazing idea. Reached out to Francis, be like, yo, we should have this guy on your podcast. So, Mark, you're here today. Let us know a little bit more about yourself and what you're doing with the Guild right now. Well, I've been uh, home growing, especially uh, uh, because, well, a little gorilla here and there, but uh, home growing for 30 years, and... uh, in that, I didn't see with with the whole legalization much of anything towards the home grower, except for um, oh, someday you're going to be able to buy some seeds from the government or some <laughs> kind of like vague stuff like that. So I I just saw this need, and and I knew that we had the culture here, and that we need to expose it and to have uh, celebrations around it, and um, and get together and and you know, bring it to that. So I thought the first thing is the seed and it all starts with seeds. And so the seed swap and that that was the first idea to get going. And then eventually you're going to grow it. And then the cup of the home growers, not the, not the stores, yeah. not the LPs, but just the, just me and you and, and whatever, you know, and the small and, and, and this, <laughs> and for, you know, just for the, for the love of the plant is really what the home growers guild is all about. And, uh, and the people around it and the, like, like I say, the celebrations that we can have and we can be part of. And yeah. it's, it's so to see you guys, this, this younger generation, um, just embracing it and like going forward with all, all this content, all this media that you guys like have this kind of, I don't know, it's almost like an uncanny skill in my, from where I'm sitting, but it just brings it um, to the center of everything. And I just want to be like uh, forward about um, being part of what, what you guys are being, uh, doing and, and letting you know that, you know, I'm watching and <laughs> I think it's amazing. So I, I just, uh, I don't know how else to say that. Like that, I appreciate you guys. Right on, man. I think uh, I can speak on behalf of both of us. Very much appreciate you as well. Um, love your attitude to all of this. And I think what you're doing is absolutely crucial because you are part of this culture. You see the culture. You've been through the culture over decades growing cannabis here in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's 
a side that people aren't necessarily seeing the people coming through into the legal side of things even myself i was doing some activism in the uk um you know i was involved Great. with that side of things when i came over to canada three years ago it was already legal here and one of the reasons i wanted to come here is because it is legal and so that's been great working in that space yeah. but i haven't been exposed to the culture side of things because you just don't you just don't see it well yeah that's like east <laughs> back in with this this is in the basements in the backyards right that's yeah. and, the, and the spare rooms and the, the attics and all these places for years and years and years and this um i think i was saying it before we started rolling the camera this plant when all the other economy of BC, like the forestry was huge, right? And, and on the coast, it was fishing. When all those things were done, that plant took over and that, that helped for a good, I'd say 25 years, 20 years, that supplemented all the mom and pops. All, everyone had, had a need for that. And the, the law was so fierce at the border and everything that the, they wouldn't grow too much in the States, right? Everyone just had a couple plants. It was real hush hush. And so the, the market was flooded with Canadian weed until the nine 11, um, 2001 thing happened. And then that kind of changed the whole thing because the border became very tight and we didn't move that way, but they had taken care of themselves. I see it this way with, uh, California was able to up the production with their prop, 64 or whatever it is or 215 I can't remember I'm not American I, the old one from 96 that's when they were able to get 99 plants and do all this so they started to provide for their own and the Canadians knew that well we'd better legalize I figure at that point and that's sort of a, one of the the starting points of a lot of this and around, around what time was this? This is all like around 2000, right? Like, a, a, um, like I said, the, uh, the 90s were full of weed coming from here, going to the States, because our weed was best, and hands down. And it was great indoor, great outdoor too, but like it was indoor, let's just face it. And um, it's... Uh, most control. Yeah, most control, most crops per year, all those things, right? Fastest turnaround. All the things that you know, prohibition made people be conscious of. Um, everything was like eight weeks finished or not getting worked. So that like screwed a lot of the older strains because they got shoved to the sideline. You know, um, yeah. they if it took twelve, well, it better give you one and a half times as much, or you know. So that's all about the yield. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. And so a lot of people just went indica, indica, indica uh, because it was fast and it was heavy, and uh, you know, get that weed. Yeah, better get that weed. And I see these kind of modern. This one is like, um, this one's a cherry, but it's th these types of weeds that grow like this are all those OGs. And they're, they're, I really like them. They what is this cultivar, by the way, Mark? Did we mention this so far? This was n named Triple Cherry. Uh, Triple uh, Cherry. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's really cushy. It's really like, it reminds me of rhubarb in a way. Uh, and, and sour and, and like, uh, um, but yet dank and all that. And kind of diesel -y a little bit. I don't know. 
and we did just smoke one of your joints and it was a lovely joint and there was no that tip was, or filter and it was just like a beautiful cigar well, i'm gonna have to learn how to do these <laughs> and, you know. well, let's talk about the so yeah what can you I'll tell us about that. this joint that we just smoked because by the way <laughs> lovely effects like i'm feeling good it's gentle just that. what i eat just that feel good this maybe there's some linalool in there is that what you're thinking tom because it's mama weed yeah, uh, this is my mom's weed. <laughs> this is your mom's weed. Yeah, she she gave mama me she gave me a little a little gift and uh, and uh, she's been growing the same strain for a long time and uh, it's it does have what you just described, Francis. It's very happy. It's really mild. People like to get together and talk on it. It's great for like a party or something like that and and it's really good for for me. Uh, so it, so I it's. It's one of my favorites, and even though it doesn't always have that like typical cushy smell or whatever, it smokes with a really great flavor, and its effect is uh, is is what it's all about. It's always been that, and so it's it kind of trumps any of the of the modern sort of hybrids to me like i i kind of i'll put it up all to this is it how's it compared to to mums <laughs> and then uh, but yeah so I, I it's grown by an old lady <laughs> sorry mom that mama's, that mama's touch like you know the love that's gone into it There's, yeah nothing can replace it yeah yeah she she does it for uh for just because of that what you just said the love and so i'm i'm pretty lucky so is this how you got into cannabis? Was it kind of passed down no. through the family? <laughs> no, I passed it up. <laughs> oh, because that, yeah, because of, I was just absolutely obsessed with cannabis. Uh, yeah, and uh, um, my mom, uh, uh, we we went through some some needs for some medicine, and it was recognized that cannabis was the answer that we could do uh, cannabis is always the answer by the way <laughs> i sure think so too tom <laughs> but uh, uh she we were able to do that and um uh and share it uh so it was it was just great that i could give that gift to my mom that look you can grow this and and it, so it would oh, i passed it up like i said and then she embraced it for a while and and grew some plants and and got the benefits of it on that note as well, so it's like you're home growing, your mom's home growing, we're a lot of home growers, all of it is happening on Vancouver Island and I heard where the guild people on Vancouver Island need to join a certain guild. Uh, you want to let us know about what that guild is all about? Well, um, like I was, I think we were saying before uh, we started rolling, uh, the guild is just in its infant stages where I thought, well, just like the plant, let's start with seeds and get together over seed swaps and grow talks and just educating about yeah. where seeds come from because most people don't even know. They just get these. Uh, and here's a problem for now, the growers now, is, is they, they order seeds and they come from somewhere completely different. They put them out in the yard. They have nothing to do with the local environment, especially for outdoor growers. It was just I kind of focus on because I love the outdoor. I think it's it's just a um, a great way to get cannabis or get weed. <laughs> I use the old term, so guys. But um, the uh, uh, is this is this weed outdoor or indoor grain? This is. I, you know, I'm not sure this one. I'm thinking this one's uh, indoor, but uh, it's a little bit old. So it had oxidized. You see the color had changed a bit. But, you know, 
I, I'm not. A, I'm not a weed snob. Yeah. I, I like weed, so I I won't like put. I appreciate when someone gives it effort. It got a little old. Well, yeah, the next batch is going to be a little new. <laughs> you see, so then we'll get that to appreciate that next week or whatever, right? And so that's how I look at it. I I can try to not worry about it too much. But yeah, also on that note, that on that note as well is uh, besides the seed swap where we met each other. I uh, also we talked about you wanting to do a little like home growers cup as well, and so that's where we have to become a little bit of weed snobs as well, I guess for uh, for thirty days. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. I like the way you transitioned to that. So from the seed, the grow talk, then we go to like let's grow something and celebrate that we grew it so a friendly comparison as you would or or uh or um a, the cup idea of you know um let's get together and and you know compare and enjoy and celebrate each other's efforts of of a harvest so that's that's kind of really where that comes from And then keeping it at that home grower level, because so, there's a lot of parameters that have to be followed to do it in in the legal framework. So it's going to be a small cup. It's going to be the growers are the judges. So the the third it'll be thir this first year because of the way I've had to figure it out. There'll be 30 growers submitting 30 grams. You'll get back a box that has 30 grams, but 30 different grams, all numbered one through 30. You'll have a month-ish to, uh, to, to sample at home on your own time. And then we will, uh, I think we'll probably, like you guys are the guys that will help me figure this out, is we'll um, keep it on track online. So we can watch things as they, oh, number three is really doing good, whatever, right? And, and, and uh, then people can, like, enjoy that as it comes together. And then after, um, uh, I'm thinking this all happened in November, the submissions. So then December for the judging at home. And January, we get together and celebrate and I give out this beautiful cup that my friend uh, Eric at Clay Rations, like Clay Rations uh, on, uh, on Instagram. He's an amazing pipe maker. Uh, he's uh, donated a, a beautiful piece of art to, to, um, to give out as a trophy. Hopefully the viewers are watching this on a screen right now, a picture of, yeah, of that. And, it sounds cool. And we're really lucky because uh, we're going to work with Bouge. Uh, uh, Mr. Bougie Bong. Uh, yeah, Mr. Bougie is uh, Bong is going to um, create a really great piece from a piece I found years ago, and it's for another. Uh, uh, I wonder if he could throw even like the urbanistic microscope in there. Oh, yeah, urbanistic microscope. Yeah, I think that would be uh, that would be cool. Oh, we can man. definitely that would see. I think uh, if we can get, gather a few, that this is all coming from together like that, and so that's that's what we're going to do, and. That's, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. I think people are going to be excited by this. Because, yeah, Francis and me are very down to, like, help you out. And you and me did already some surveys and I showed you, like, some of the stuff that we have prepared already. I love uh, it. Because Absolutely. if we do our surveys, all the home growers will need lead at least need some sort of microscope because if we do this uh, if we do the Vancouver Island Home Growers Cup we, we're gonna do it real real nerdy I real love nerdy. that I absolutely love it I got together with Tom the other day and he ran me through his testing and I think it's 
top notch. I, I, uh, it would have. I don't think I could do it. Uh, have done it better myself. And I would really like to have this in a booklet form so I can sit and every time I light up for the next few months, get used to just as a, as, because I'm not going to judge, I'm just going to facilitate, but just to understand myself because, you know, later I'm sure I will judge somewhere along the way with this set of guidelines because it just makes sense. It was really, really good. And I, I, I can't wait to learn more about it. And, that's really what I thought, and only with one session through it, but I was just like, yeah, you know, this kid has thought all the things I thought. That, you know, I'm serious. It was really Our, really our boy's great. talented. Our boy's talented. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I love the system. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty easy to use, and it breaks it down in a, in a nice way, and I've certainly been learning as I go through and start to grade flower and uh, put it under the microscope as well. Like, it's just a whole different world. Yeah. Like, that cola there is... is by the way, looking glorious under the microscope. Maybe we'll get some pictures of that and, and, and throw yeah, them up as well. I was I was really uh, quite surprised when I looked at it through my small uh, loop the other day, and I thought, "Wow, this one is looking amazing." <laughs> the uh, the the terps are really on with that too, is what I like. So I really love the fact that you started with the seed swap, and we were we were talking off air a little bit about the importance of genetics, especially mm -hmm. when you're growing outdoors, and you just you told like a really interesting story about the draft dodgers coming over from Cali, yeah. and I guess their the genetics didn't do so well out in these in these climates. I would I just kind of put stuff together in my mind as I've been studying this since I was 18 years old. So all these stories, all these things, and I just kind of think, well, geez, all this makes sense and it all lines up that when the the old folks brought the genes across the border. And that's not to say there wasn't Canadians with genetics too, because we were accessing back in those days, strains were basically like uh, from a, a region, like this is Colombian, this is Mexican, whatever. So it would show up in Canada. It was seeded here too. But the story goes that people brought seeds with them from California for sure. And, or not just California from the States because they were draft dodging and they had those kind of ideas of, of like back to the land and all those that's so that's I've always heard that around some of the like the hot spots like Laskiti Island like Texada Island these are where our our old like they're basically heirlooms now they're practically land races they've been around since like I'm going to be 49 very soon and uh, they've been around for for, for as long as I've been uh, into it and then beyond that so they've got their legends now of their how they're come to be and all that are these genetics just going strong I guess if it's done in the right way you'd think they get stronger and stronger because they adapt to the climate I, I believe oh they adapt to the climate but I believe we've seen them drift here and there through selection that's what happens each different generation selects for different things right and uh we all started, like when I started smoking here uh, 30 years ago, um, it was skunky, skunky, thick indica, really, really was. And then that was bred out because, and I, you've heard it on other podcasts, but it's true. I, and it was just too stinky, you'd get caught unless it was outdoor and you couldn't do that weed that well. Like there's a couple, like some of the mighty might come off stinky like that. But um, on the most part, Stuff that comes off in Canada is sativa basin flowery, but like kind of ruderalis on a sativa side of a ruderalis. That'll come off nice. But the um, 
some of that other stuff that won't work outside, right? So it just was an indoor thing. And that would pinpoint like, you're, they must be growing it here, right? So that got selected out of the gene pool. Not to say it's not there, but it, it definitely got put on the back burner for more of the bubble gummy and fruity smells, just in order to not get caught. Wow, that's actually crazy. The factors that go into selecting genetics that well, have nothing necessarily to do with the plant, but oh. the necessity of not going to prison. <laughs> well, yeah, the indica ruled because it gave yeah, twice the weed and half the height. And, yeah. and in a faster time timeline. So all three of those things are, are, are making what, yeah. And, and even still, I think that now it was, it was prohibition. You just said it, like uh, the prison thing, but now it makes up for all these big shots. They just look at it as my, my, uh, um, ROI. And, uh, you know, my, the, the people that are uh, like the uh, investors or whatever, it's all just about them. Whereas a home yep. grower, they can grow a, a 12 week sativa, no problem. But the guy that's in, worried about the investors and the ROI and all that bullshit, that just becomes, it becomes a different game and it becomes yeah. a different animal. It's like Budweiser and Coors in comparison to a fine wine. It is hands hundred percent. Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like a home grower isn't, isn't doing it for profit. They're doing it to enjoy the best quality hub and they know that they've, put everything into that they know what's gone into it it's actually it's no different from growing veg at home for me it always tastes better you know what's what's gone into it there's a sense of satisfaction from from going through that whole process and yeah even even like craft facilities some some of them do just focus on that quality i think and you know you can you can tell um we were recently at coast mountain cannabis and uh, they're, oh, they're in pemberton yeah. they've actually got a, a dance hall strain which is a low thc it's a one-to-one kind of similar vibes to uh, to your really mama's nice. strain yeah. there which yeah. is really nice and uh, you could you could feel the love there you know oh, yeah. living I'm soil sure organic can. all that kind of stuff but really they're the exception to the rule <laughs> and you know it's difficult to be like that it's, a lot of companies don't have the luxury of doing that because like you say it's a business at the end of the day they have investors they have mm -hmm. stakeholders that they have to answer to and hit KPIs and weights and uh, you know you have businessmen meddling in the plant where it's not their concern I believe in the future there, that attitude's going to change because the quality's going to go up and, and they're oh, yeah. going to have to just keep with the, with the program or their stuff's just going to sit on the shelf until it until it rots or whatever uh, and that's that's sort of what well, I see well no sorry I just got a vent here really quickly <laughs> I wish I wish that was the case but you got these big companies like Aurora I just saw they released their um, earnings report and they're, they're selling more volume now in Europe as a medical oh. channel than they are in Canada I think nearly everyone knows in Canada that you know they don't make good quality weed at all and they've been riddled with all sorts of problems and and all of this crap but it just it just pisses me off no end that then that's that's the stuff that's getting shipped to europe to medical patients and you know it's been ra irradiated all this kind of stuff to kill all i don't even want to think about was what was on that plant and so it's like one thing here that no, everyone knows and won't buy their stuff but then some of these companies that are backed by like the black rocks and vanguards etc they're they're too big they have too many connections to to fail and <laughs> And so you're ending up with patients just smoking booth and paying a lot for it. Oh, 
I'm 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 just gonna I'm gonna just gonna uh, add on to what you just said because I've seen uh, I got homies in Germany who have like medical prescriptions getting that weed and I've seen a lot of like canopy and Aurora stuff that were like oh yeah look how great that weed looks it's like yo this is the shittiest weed we have in our retail store here and you have that as a medical patient who unfortunately has no idea about the weed in front of you because it's not legal no one gives you any education so uh it's a complicated situation but uh we have two european guy guys over here one has a cookie jar shirt the other one wears leather hosen and we might help you guys out soon uh just let you know but on that note as well mark what are you rolling up right now <laughs> we're going back with mom still we're still on mom <laughs> because does, of that, does it have that a strain name or is it just mom's it's got a strain name but it's another it's a given it's an unknown strain it's a it's it's been around for over 20 years in cutting form so and it's probably older than that but it just goes by the nickname of vera uh, my nana's name vera vera <laughs> vera i love it man i'm really feeling it it's 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 nice stuff yeah but have uh, you had it tested i have never had it tested and uh it's um it's probably uh, i really think Truthfully, I think it's got some of the Shanty Baba's work in there because I've smoked a lot of Mr. Nice seed. And um, somehow, I, after years and years, I recognize something about it. I think there's some of that CBD crew people's work into it. Like It just feels like it to me. Maybe not CBD, but the way that the structure and all that, I that's my... Uh, my guess is it's a white widow. And I'd I don't be inclined know, to believe no your guess. Yeah, when you've when you've been growing for a couple of decades, more than you see, and you smoked a fair bit of weed, you, know, you see some things, you notice some patterns. Yeah, definitely. I'm just curious. Have you ever been into a legal store? I only uh, twice actually. No. Okay. Yeah. And did you buy any product? I did, and uh, truthfully, I was completely let down garbage bunk way too much um packaging uh, just uh, then i opened up and it was it was uh oh thank you <laughs> by the way it was it was crumbs it was stuff that i throw into my hash pile it let me uh, it completely disappointed me and i paid i sold your aurora no, it, I can't re. I, I'm sorry, I can't recall what it was. I don't think it was Aurora. It was a, a, like a mids. It was it was nine. It was probably brand. San Rafael. Yeah, by Aurora. It was it was crap. Whatever it was, and the only other time I bought a pen, and I don't like um, the effect of the 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 pen. Plus, I don't like the flavor. Like I often find that there is a terp put in. Or something like that. They use like botanical terpenes oftentimes, so not cannabis derived. Yeah, and I wonder if I get an effect off that, like where it's racy or something like that. And I thought, oh, I don't like this. So I don't, I, 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 I puffed that pen back, but I never bought another one. I think people don't realize as well, a lot of people have allergies to terpenes. Um, our friend Ali, who, um, the high giant, she's been on the podcast, um, she has like a bit of an allergic reaction to linalool, like it'll make her sneeze. And I think the botanical terpenes, you know, they're not getting the nuance and the subtlety created by like the full spectrum of the plant. They're just throwing some botanicals at it. So I think there's a higher risk of having those type of like more allergic or not as good reactions. A hundred percent. And at the same time, the yeah, the, the vapes usually just make me really dumb. 
like really i'm just i'm just dumb that's all i am at this point i i find they just like if it's distillate it doesn't the high just doesn't last as long but yeah i just want to say not all legal weed is bad um i would say unfortunately a lot of it is not great or is like a bit overpriced oh. and the packaging's a problem, but there's there's still some nice stuff. I just want to finish on like a, you know, a, a balancer. Agree. I agree with you because I think that it's gonna think get, uh, we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get to a point where the legal weed is gonna have to be great because people are gonna understand through home growers and, uh, and the old, the what you wanna call legacy, traditional, whatever, uh, are gonna let up some of the what we really want. And what we want is flavor, we want smooth, we want quality, and that, that be just because you're like big doesn't mean you can't get that, uh, but it may be in small batches with mm. smaller, like working in, in groups with like, hey, this is, this grow this is you're involved with this one to get that personalized touch yeah. and that and over a certain square footage you don't you lose that touch you're just rushing yeah. to the end of the day i mean and that sounds like a great model if only we had something like that i mean it almost sounds like uh the vancouver island home growers guild <laughs> um, so we've got uh, less than a minute left so i just want to say thank you so much it's been a really interesting conversation i think we're going to have a follow-up conversation I really hope so at a different location guys so make sure you tune in for that as well um where is the best place for people to find you that are interested in growing interested in being part of this guild at this point uh instagram Vancouver Island home grower without the S because of the 30 letter thing. So Vancouver Island home grower guild on, on Instagram is best place to uh, start looking for us and go seeing our events of the future. Go follow the home growers guild, go follow grocery journal, urbanist again, the different collective. You're listening to grocery journal. <laughs>